My name is Scott Challoner, and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a crisp autumn day here in the capital, and I'm delighted to say that alongside me on today's programme is Charles Bourne, the owner of Westaway Sausages in Newton Abbott, Devon. Uh, Charles, thank you for joining us, and by all means, welcome to the show. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Charles. And um, now, Westaway Sausages, for those that aren't familiar with your business out of those uh, regular listeners, um, you've owned the company uh, for 13 years now, and you're an award-winning sausage manufacturer in Devon. Um, but that's just sort of a little brief overview, isn't it, of really what you do? So if you could expand upon that just for those tuning in, that would be fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, it all started over a, over 100 years ago where my grandfather started selling sausages um, uh, on um, South End Pier, and um, and uh, really, sausage making has been in the family DNA for for that length of time. So um, I really feel I'm in the right place at the right time. I really enjoy what we're doing, and we're innovating and hopefully making some complete differentiation about what we can offer to the public. And one of the ways that you've done that as well is that you become the first company in the world to actually package a meat product in certified compostable packaging, haven't you? And given the sort of context of climate change at the moment, sustainability being encouraged within business, and the fact that we've had the COP26 climate summit in the UK very recently, that is hugely significant, isn't it? <coughs> yes, it is. I, I mean, I'm very lucky, and you refer to the fact that uh, I come from Devon. Well, Devon and, and the West Country is a wonderful part of the world. Um, and we've got to look after it. Um, so I am actually evangelical, really, about plastic. And we've got to really find all sustainable alternatives to plastic. I mean, the, the figures are just huge. We're, it's in the last... 25 years, we've produced some 8.3 billion tonnes of plastic, and only 9% of it has ever been recycled. So we, we took a step about four to five years ago that we would replace the plastic tray with a, with a cardboard tray. And, uh, you know, it took a lot of innovation, um, but we have disrupted the market and really proven that there are sustainable alternatives uh, to using plastic. Mm. And innovation as well in that sense. It's been the buzzword within business for the last 18 months really, hasn't it? Business has really had to sort of go out of its way to pivot and adapt to the challenges that the COVID-19 pandemic has brought about. Now, I can imagine, of course, that you've still been very much open and operational because people still need to eat food even when they're locked up in their homes. But there may have been sort of one or two operational challenges associated with continuing to work. So what was it sort of like for you? Yeah, well, um, COVID has provided you know, a number of challenges, um, you know, and it, and that's for for every manufacturer in the UK. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm just really pleased that you know we we've managed to survive and also actually make some difference and use the the time of the last two years really to drive forward some of the innovation and. What we've done is uh, we've actually looked at the plastic overwrap that uh, goes on to our sausages and, and working with uh, a large German chemical company and an Italian uh, manufacturer of machinery, we have managed to innovate uh, a, a film 
that is made from uh, polybutyrate adiapate terephthalate, which is a random polymer uh, that's broken down by the enzymes secreted by uh, microbes in a composting environment to produce uh, the world's first um, sustainable uh, alternative to the, the plastic overwrap. So this is fully compostable, uh, no residues, it's certified. And it just proves that, you know, if you have got uh, a, a, a clear vision of the future and you are determined, then you can make changes. And I suppose that when sort of sustainability is becoming sort of more at the forefront of people's minds, they're more likely to use a business that's engaged in that sort of activity, aren't they? And a big sort of facet of your own business as well, Charles, of course, is the export side of things. And in several industries, you know, there have been sort of few sort of hints as to the challenges that have come with that, not just through COVID, but also with Brexit sort of coming into full force at the start of this year. Um, how has it been sort of on the export side of things for yourselves? Have you found sort of any associated difficulties from that sort of double pronged issue? Well, um, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've always relished the challenge of export. And uh, by doing that, um, you know, we've been the, one of the first uh, companies to export pork products to unusual places, um, Japan, um, Hong Kong, uh, the Caribbean, uh, even India. Um, so um, we're used to the, the, the rigors of completing uh, health certificates and, and the necessary paperwork to convince you know, veterinary authorities in third countries, third world countries or whatever, that um, we, we, you know, we know what we're doing and they, they can take our products with complete safety. So um, really the Brexit paperwork um, was, was not a breeze. It, it, it had its own challenges, um, but we have picked up extra business um, because some of our competitors have not been able mm. to be quite so flexible in providing the necessary information to assure, um, you know, customs that uh, what they what they were dealing with. Um, incidentally, our, our innovation around sustainable packaging has also given us um, clear differentiation in those markets. And some islands um, here, I'm thinking of places like Barbados mm. and uh, Malta. Um, and even the Falklands uh, are actually having uh, have made very clear that they they don't want to import plastic, and so we've given them a clear alternative to plastic, and uh, that has given us some um, good growth in those markets. And that sounds really encouraging uh, for certain um, as well there. Um, looking back over sort of the, la the last sort of 18, 20 months by and large then, would you say that there's anything from this experience that you perhaps sort of learnt or do you think that you were sort of very much ahead of the curve with it all? I, I would say that um, every day has its challenges, you know, and it, it's, it's some of those challenges are social, um, there's environmental, you know, I think that, um, companies do need to change. And, uh, you know, I, I really like the concept that, um, you know, it's, it's balancing profit, um, against purpose. And I, I'm delighted that, you know, we've made some changes that, uh, don't necessarily appear in a, in a balance sheet or an accountancy, uh, in an accountant's uh, format. So um, one of the things that we do is um, uh, we, we collect oak trees from around the verges in our uh, in Devon and um, 
Westerways has set up a, an oak tree nursery um, that uh, we are growing on the saplings that we've uh, secured or harvested, and uh, those are going out into the local authority. And so I think that, you know, if one picks up one end of the stick, you have to pick up uh, both ends. And uh, I think that is one of the changes that I'm probably most proud of um, that's happened over the last uh, two years. It's really being a little bit more caring and, and, and working together with communities um, for mutual benefit. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and some, that, that isn't, you know, headline news, but it is a change that I'm very proud of. It is important, isn't it? And it comes down largely to the culture within the business, isn't it? Of that care and that sort of social standing that you talk about. And I imagine a big part of that is sort of maintaining morale in house and sort of carefully managing those um, that you work with, your colleagues, and making sure that they're in a good sort of space, mental health wise. Um, just how important has that been over the last eighteen months, maintaining morale? You know that that's hugely important. Um, you know, so you know we're we're a, a small family business with some thirty uh, employees, uh, and they they, they have con- the employees have concerns. Um, you know that that we're all we're all suffering together. We're worried. We're we you know stress is really only caused by lack of information, and there has hardly <laughs> hardly been any period I I can remember where the, the, there's been, you know, less information. So so we're, we've all been a little bit stressed, and um, I feel that, um, you know, we can step up and fight, provide support. And after all, if um, we don't care, how can, uh, how can we expect them to care? So one example is that um, we've introduced a little thing here on, on Fridays. We call it Fry Up Friday. And so the most senior person... Um, on the uh, uh, in the business so on a Friday, it's their responsibility to um, provide, provide breakfast for all the staff. Um, so that generally starts about seven o'clock, and by nine o'clock, uh, breakfast is served. And um, it's just, it's fun. It shows we care a bit, and also um, it's very enjoyable, actually. Bringing everybody together, isn't it? And I think sort of showing that sort of care and that consideration is incredibly important because it, I suppose it shows that sort of open door policy as well, doesn't it? That, you know, your leaders in the business are approachable and you can go to them, you can speak to them and you can sort of enjoy your time with them. It's making sure that there is that good relationship between sort of the leader and then those just working around them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's all very well, you know, supplying the likes of Tesco and Asda and so on and so forth, and you know some of the biggest food manufacturers, food uh, wholesalers in the country. Um, it, it is also about running a business and keeping everybody on track. Um, we, you know, we like a good time. Um, my my factory manager is actually got his own family band, and so he, uh, he he's pretty good on the music side of things. Um, so we can, uh, we can we can have fun as well as uh, you know make some damn good sausages. It's uh, it, it 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 sounds a bit parochial, but um, you know we're cutting edge here. You know we've we've done some global innovation. We've disrupted the market, um, but we're still having fun. And um, you know I think uh, manufacturing needs leadership, and maybe some of the things that we do are, are different. To what others do, but um, 
maybe they show the way for others. It's that sort of work hard, play hard culture, I suppose, isn't it, in a way? And uh, because of culture is so, so important and, you know, you've implemented that successfully in growing your manufacturing business over the uh, the years. Um, I should ask you, just because a lot of our sort of younger viewers that tune into the podcast tend to be of that entrepreneurial mindset and maybe have an idea of starting a business themselves. If you had to give them one piece of advice in this current environment to help them get on the road to success, what sort of advice would you give them would you say right you need to be an expert so you know if, if you're devi- designing a particular product you need to be an absolute expert in that field so you know I would suggest it, it's going to take it takes time and it takes a lot of research 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 be an expert in your particular field you know I, I know I know, I hope, I know virtually everything there is to know about sausages. But then have a really crystal clear vision of what you're you're designing or what you're producing and, and how is that going to be the product of the future. And lastly, you've just got to have selfless determination to get there. So, you know, expert knowledge, crystal clear vision of what you're looking for, and then make sure you get there and no compromises along the way. Exactly. And that includes expecting overnight success and cutting corners as well, doesn't it? You've got to get that idea right out of your head straight away. Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, but don't compromise if you, you know, if your vision is, you know, uh, a particular product, don't, don't be swung away from it. You know, you have to drive that right the way through to completion, but you know, the other thing is, you know, do a pilot. If you're if you're less than 100% confident on something, just do a, a, a small scale pilot. Um, try it out on friends and family. Just just see what uh, what happens then. So, uh, you know, it's the five uh, five P's: practice, prevents piss poor performance. So, um, just get it right. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at a little um, project here at the moment called the Final Mile. And so we're looking at delivering um, uh, breakfast items, so sausage, bacon, and eggs, um, but really good bacon, nice free-range um, eggs and uh, succulent sausages. But we're not looking to deliver them to the to the world, um, which we do in our other business, but we're looking at actually delivering them in little electric trikes just to our postcode. So we're looking at uh, TQ12-3 uh, postcode, some 10,000 people, but just investigating how that does work and, and whether we've got a, a business model that works there and uh, and also having a bit of fun with it. Exactly right. Seems like you've got big plans there already for the uh, the future and just sort of talking about the next sort of 12 months at by and large, just before we wrap things up on the uh, the programme today, Charles, um, I was wondering uh, what your ambitions were for your business over this uh, next year and where you really wanted to be by this time in 2022. And it seems like you've got a really exciting project there. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we want to continue our work about, uh, um, you know, finding alternatives to, to using plastic, but also we're keen to, you know, some of our suppliers use plastic and supplying us with, with, with our raw materials. 
So we're looking at working with a local contract waste organization um, to uh, repurpose this plastic so we will clean it and prepare it and segregate it and then actually use that plastic to make um, planks of, uh, of plastic that um, we can then use to, to make um, compost bins. So uh, we're saying that um, waste away can become waste away compost bins and uh, you know all our packaging is compostable so we're looking at um, really kind of sealing the deal and completing the loop and ultimate green recycling uh, i'm a passionate composter so uh, we can see that but on a global basis um, you know, we've got a big plant in hong kong um, that uh, we we can manufacture under license with our partners there and uh, just interestingly, we're now looking at uh, another plant, um, possibly in Nigeria, to supply protein um, to Western Africa and hopefully Central Africa as well. So plenty on your plate, certainly, it sounds like, Charles. And I do wish you all of the luck in the world in sort of executing those plans and really fighting the good fight when it comes to sustainability. And I think as we start to understand how some of these projects are starting to come along, I'd even relish the opportunity to welcome you back onto the podcast with us just to catch up on those things and how they're uh, how they're panning out for you. Yes, uh, you know, we're, we, we have plans um, and uh, we're really looking to the future. Um, it's uh, you know I'm 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 not a spring chicken, but uh, you know I'm I'm I've turned sixty and uh, I hope to get my old age pensions shortly. But um, we do have plans, and and you know I'm I'm relishing the future, to be honest. Absolutely, that hunger and that drive is very much still there, isn't it? Uh, Charles, thank you so much for joining us on the uh, the show this morning. It's been a real pleasure having you uh, with us. And um, do, of course, take care and stay safe with all still going on in the world and look forward to hopefully speaking again in the future. Thank you. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, um, you know, I think the, the future looks sizzling. It was a real pleasure welcoming Charles Bourne from Westaway Sausages onto today's programme. And I do hope that all of you thoroughly enjoyed the interview. And if you feel that you have your own story of success and of innovation to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means, you can apply to be on the programme at leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, to all of our regular listeners, take care and goodbye.